picture this. You're on vacation walking in a strange but new environment. Your belly is full from a delicious meal and you're taking in the colors of the setting sun, oranges, pinks, purples. You look around, you breathe in and bam, you're hit with a revelation about your life that you have been searching for. It's exactly what you need to hear at this point in your journey. Vacations tend to do that to people. And in this episode, I'm sharing with you the three most important lessons I learned on my recent travels. It's a show about trusting ourselves, having the confidence to not miss out on opportunities, learning how to thrive when challenges come our way, and what it means to live a life without regrets. Take a listen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode this week on The Purpose Filter. I know that it seems like I haven't been anywhere because episodes have still been coming out, but it's actually been about at least a month that I haven't recorded because my husband and I just came back from a long vacation in Italy, Italia, yes. It was great, it was awesome, and it was the first long trip that we had taken since COVID. And clearly we, you know, overpacked, um, <laughs> among many other things. But I wanted to share some lessons that I learned on my trip, because as we all know, when you travel, a lot of things get thrown out of whack. Your routine, your plans, challenges, especially if there's a language barrier, all of this stuff. And so I learned a few really timely lessons that, frankly, I needed to remember, and I hope that they will resonate with you as well. So if you know me, you know that I will be able to pull a metaphor or a life lesson out of just about darn anything. So I've got a couple of stories here during our trip that illustrate these life lessons. And I'll be totally honest with you that I debated sharing this little tidbit about our trip because I was like, oh, is it going to make me unrelatable? Because I actually booked us business class flights using points. And then I was like, you know what? I am an adult. I have never flown anything beyond economy, beyond premium economy in my entire life. And I've been accumulating points on my credit card for like a decade now, not knowing how to use them or what to do with them. And so I booked us business class flights. And so finally, I was like, you know what? If me booking business class flights with points that I've accumulated over the past 10 years and then immediately getting on the flight and having absolutely no chill whatsoever, just like filming myself um, and my husband sitting there sleeping and all of this stuff, there was even a bar on board. It was Emirates, right? They have like one of these bars and taking pictures there. And if that makes me unrelatable, then, you know, so be it. Anyhow, it was a great flight. I actually slept a couple hours. They had, I had like chicken biryani on the flight. There was actual silverware. It was, it was wild. All right. Regardless, it was a really great flight. We land and we check into our Airbnb in Lake Como in this little town, super cute called Verena. And we get there and I'm like, hmm, there's a, there's a couple of ants on the floor. And then I looked and there were hundreds, like I, I swear to God, hundreds of ants everywhere on the floor. And rightly so, I freaked out. 
because we're jet lagged, we're tired. It was much colder than we expected it to be. And so we start trying to, you know, corral these ants or do something. And at one point, we sprayed down the floor, the ants with some bleach spray, and they seemed to respond to that. And by respond, I mean die. <laughs> so I was filming the floor for posterity's sake, just in case like Airbnb was going to give us a refund. I was going back and forth with the host. I was like, is this normal? And she goes, no, this happens once a year. I lived in that apartment for six years. Like, good news. It usually means that the weather's getting warmer. So yay. And I was like, okay, great. Lovely. Amazing. So at one point, I'm filming the floor with all of the ants. Some are alive. Most of them have been bleached. And I'm filming on my iPhone and I'm going around and I'm whimpering. You can actually hear me on the video just whimpering, going, mm, oh my God, there's so many ants. Oh my God. Like, are they going to bite us when we sleep at night? And at some point, my husband goes, you know, that's not really helpful right now. Why don't you see if you can focus on something that will be helpful at this time? And it was such a simple phrase, a simple sentence, but it literally just snapped me back into the moment because I was in my head, again, jet lagged, tired, all of this stuff, coming down from a high of like being on the best flight experience of my entire life. As an aside, Steve Harvey once said that he's like, at some point in your life, you should try to fly business or first class because then you will never want to sit in economy ever again and you will do anything that it takes to make the money or get the resources to be able to do that again. And Steve Harvey is entirely right. But we'd come from this really, really great flight and it was amazing. And again, these are first world problems, okay? Like they're not huge issues. And it was a, a little bit of a challenge and a reminder that life is 50-50. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes you get hundreds of ants crawling all over your Airbnb when you arrive. And when my husband said that's not helpful right now, it was a pattern interrupt for me. And I was able to reframe and focus and emotionally regulate myself and just focus on something that was helpful for me, something that was productive at the time. And it made me think, how many of us do this on a day-to-day -day basis? And we don't even realize that our automatic responses to challenges or triggers are not actually helpful in the moment. Sometimes it takes an outsider to see what we're doing, to see how we're responding to a certain situation, and then to help us recognize that, hey, maybe this isn't helpful right now. Maybe the way that you're reacting, maybe what you're saying, maybe your reflexive response or your reflexive thought isn't actually the way to get shit done in this situation, isn't actually what you need to help you move through this situation, isn't actually helpful for us to deal with all of the ants that are on the floor and still coming in from an unbeknownst source, right? So that's why people like coaches, therapists, friends, family members, someone who is not you are so helpful because they provide an extra layer of support. They just provide an outsider's perspective. And sometimes just that little perspective shift is enough to just be like, hey, let's take a step back and reevaluate the situation, all right? So that was scenario number one and lesson number one for me to just really take a step back, 
relax, focus on something that is helpful in the moment rather than something that is not. And usually it's your immediate first gut response. The second instance, towards the end of our trip, the last three nights, we were actually in Venice and we had just come from Rome. We had spent four nights in Rome and it was great. It was Rome is such a beautiful, historic city. There's so much culture, history. It's beautiful. And I truly believe this about life and especially when you're traveling. It is about the experiences that we have, the memories that we create on a day-to-day basis and when we are on vacation rather than the things that we do, right? Especially when you're traveling, it's so easy to just be like, here's a famous landmark, here's this monument, let's take a picture and let's file it away and move on to the next one rather than being like, hey, let's actually get a flavor of what it's like to be here, to be a local. And so this time we were a lot more intentional about creating those experiences. So we took some more tours. We're usually not kind of tour people, but we booked them. We went to the Coliseum and we went through the Gladiator's Gate and we had this tour guide who was phenomenal. He is a historian. He's like a world expert on gladiators. He wrote a book on it. And that was really awesome. We also took a cooking class in Rome. It was supposed to be a small group, eight people, and we were the only people that booked that day. So it was like a private thing for us. The chef and guide was basically like, just think of me as your Roman friend as we walk through the markets and get all the supplies that we need to cook. And that was amazing. So when we got to Venice, we actually hadn't planned any of that stuff. I think we had kind of decided that Rome was going to be tour heavy and that sort of thing. And Venice, we wanted it to just be relaxing. And this was my second time in Venice. I'd come 17 years ago with my parents. And I'll talk about that in another episode about how travel styles are different because of the achiever mentality. But for Venice, I was finding that walking through the streets, I didn't know a lot about the city. I didn't know what it was like to be a native there. I'd only seen the tourist parts of it. So I found myself wanting to do a tour with a local. I found one that said, Hidden Venice, you go through these beautiful neighborhoods that most tourists would have no idea about. You get to learn a little bit more of the history from a native local guide. And we landed on a Sunday. I'd found that tour on a Sunday and I was going to book for Tuesday. We were going to fly out Wednesday, you know, 1 p.m. And I was hemming and hawing because one, I didn't trust myself, right? I was asking my husband, I was like, hey, do you want to do this tour? And he kind of was like, "Mm, I could take it or leave it. We've done a lot, et cetera, et cetera. And I wanting to make him happy being, you know, his partner and, you know, compromising. I didn't want to just say like, hey, I want to do this. Let's do this. So I missed that opportunity. I looked the next day and I was like, you know what? I actually really want to do this. I don't know this city. I really want to do this. And I looked on Monday and I couldn't book for Tuesday anymore. Tuesday was a big holiday. It was the Italian equivalent of July 4th, their liberation day. And so I was like, oh man, you know, I missed it. Like we can't do this anymore. And I really wanted to do it. And here's a mini lesson within the lesson. I couldn't book the tour on TripAdvisor. I guess they only allow 48 hours out. But I went to the actual company's website, found a way to call them and got it essentially the same tour 
but for half price because they didn't have to go through a third party. So that's another mini lesson in there for you. There is always a way if you are resourceful enough and if your why is strong enough. There is always a way. So lesson number two for me and for you, if you're listening, is find a way to trust yourself and your decisions. The more that we learn about how we respond to things, the more that we tune into our bodies and say like, hey, what am I feeling right now? Is this joy? Is this nervousness? Is this people pleasing? Am I not making this decision because I'm worried about how it's going to make someone else feel? And that's okay to a certain extent. We all want compromise and we all want people to be happy. And if we're doing that to the detriment of our own happiness, we have to ask ourselves what the motivation is. Where is that coming from? My husband had recently read a book about ADHD because he doesn't have it and I'm recently diagnosed and he wanted to learn more about how to relate to each other. And he was like, you know, I want you to feel more comfortable making decisions. And I specifically remember replying back to him being like, it's hard for me to make a decision if I feel like you're going to be upset by the decision that I make. And part of the reason why I'm sharing this is that So many of us will outsource our own decision-making to other people, whether that's, hey, what do you think of this outfit? Or do you want to go on this tour? Whether it's friends, families, coworkers, or let's say you have a business, you're trying to do something and you're outsourcing it to quote-unquote experts. And don't get me wrong, many, many times we do have to outsource it to someone who knows what they're doing, who has the skills, who has the expertise, and yes, you pay them the money, they do the service for you. That's totally fair and necessary. What I'm talking about is those moments when we do have everything we need. We have the knowledge, we have the know-how, we have the capability, but we just don't trust ourselves enough. We are insecure. We are lacking in our own confidence, in our own abilities. That's the difference. And so if you find yourself in that situation, I hope that you remind yourself that there's a reason why you feel a certain way. There's a reason why there's a tug for you to do something, to make a choice, to say like, "Mm, I think that that's what I want to do. And then drop from your brain into your body. Try and feel where that's coming from. Is it your gut? Is it your heart? Where is that sensation in your body? And the more attuned to that you can get, the better you will become at noticing when you have those feelings again. And then being like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to go on this tour. I really like this. And you know what? I think you're going to like it too. And guess what? My husband loved it. He thought it was a great tour. And it was just another nice way to say like, hey, I do actually make good decisions. Even though I doubt myself, even though I hesitate, in the end, it all works out as it should. So I hope you remember that you have a track record of making good decisions. It may not be every single decision in your life. Trust yourself that you have the capability to have your own back, when you make that decision and whatever consequences that may arise because of that decision. To decide in the root form of it means to sever, means to eliminate other choices. That's decision-making. 
And when it comes to decision making, here's a third story that I wanted to share. A lot of times there will only be one opportunity. We were in Murano, which is an island part of the Venetian Lagoon, where they are very, very famous for glassmaking. Centuries and centuries of glassmaking. They, you know, relegated the glassmakers and the artisans to the island because they didn't want the secrets of the trade getting out. They essentially locked them <laughs> in this island. And it's a short ferry ride from kind of you know, the main Venice area to the island of Murano. And we went to walk around, take a look at the shops. We actually booked a glass making experience. We've done it before in New York and it was a lot, a lot of fun. And we thought, man, we've got to do it in kind of the birthplace of glass, right? So we had about 15 minutes before we were going to start the class and we were walking around. We found this one shop that had this little kind of like perfume atomizer, you know, with a puff of air that kind of reminds you of old aristocrat ladies who are just like, oh, darling, just bring me, you know, my perfume. And it's they spray themselves with this little, you know, spritz, usually with a tassel. And they had them all over Murano. We had seen, you know, usually there were cylindrical bulbs and that sort of thing. And this one shop had cubes and they were beautiful, beautiful cubes of glass uh, adorned with gold and these beautiful colors and they were atomizers and they were so cheap. It was 10 euro maybe. And other places we'd found, we'd seen it for 20, 30, 40, and they paled in comparison to this one. But you know, we had 15 minutes and we were like, oh, you know what? Let, let's just go to the place. We can come back afterwards and we can take our time because we weren't sure there were so many nice ones. What happens? Lo and behold, we go over time at the glass making and we come back and the shop is closed. We didn't have any more time the next day to come back. And we weren't even sure if that shop was going to be open because it was a big, big holiday, Liberation Day. So that was a reminder to us. We were sitting down the next day and it was raining, pouring, pouring in Venice. And we were at a pizza shop having lunch, telling each other like, hey, it's okay for us to seize the moment, to seize the opportunity. If it's there and our hearts and our heads are aligned, then the only thing that's standing in our way is our hesitancy, is our indecision, is our insecurity to be like, oh, you know what? This is a pattern that I'm used to, which is just thinking about things rather than just doing it. Just think about it. How many opportunities have you personally missed out on because you were thinking about it? Because you're like, oh, I'm not sure. And then bam, it's gone. There's no chance for you to have it again. And again, this is very, very minor, trivial stuff, right? Do I need a perfume atomizer made out of Murano glass and, you know, my, it's life and death? Absolutely not. It's just a little trinket. This is just a story. This is just something to remind you that there's way, way bigger things out there than a glass perfume atomizer. And it's the same principle. I have personally missed out on jobs, on collaborations, on partnerships, on so many things because I was like, oh, I'm not sure or I'm not confident in myself or any of this stuff. And I know that I am not alone. I know that you have the same things in your life that you've missed out on too. And I'm hoping that if we really intentionally remind ourselves that, hey, 
Sometimes you don't have the luxury of time. Sometimes you've got to seize the moment. You have to get on it now. Sometimes this is just a passing opportunity. It comes in your field of vision and it's gone. That's it. I don't want you or I to feel like we've lived a life of regret. I don't want us to be like my patients at the end of life who are just like, oh my God, if I had just gone for it, if I had just done it, if I had just stayed focused and actually said yes instead of hesitating, say yes to yourself, say yes to your life, say yes to the possibility of a life that you actually want rather than holding yourself back because you're not sure. I'll end this episode with a final story. In Rome, I was recommended to attend this kind of dinner party hosted by a woman named Barbara. And she basically just has a dinner party. You pay, you know, entrance fee or tickets and you show up and a bunch of other people show up and you have no idea who's going to be there and the guests and you mingle and that sort of thing. It was really, really fun. And we were seated at a table with this one woman. She had flown in from Dallas. She had done this, you know, dinner party with Barbara a year and a half ago. And so they were actually kind of friends. So, but she had flown in from Dallas to Rome and we were like, oh, cool. You know, um, when did you get in? She's like, just earlier today. Cool. When, when are you leaving? She goes tomorrow. And we're like, you flew from Dallas to Rome overnight, just for the night, just for this dinner party. She's like, yeah, I did. And she was telling a story because I I told her what I did and that sort of thing. She was telling us the story about how her mom, when she was younger, saved up clippings from newspapers and magazines to eventually put into this folder, this book of her dream home, her retirement home, the place that she was going to live in and, you know, love once she retired. And all these years, she saved clipping after clipping and pictures and all this stuff and finally got her dream home. And she said her mom barely lived in that home for a year before she died. A year, her entire life looking and hoping and placing all of her joy and her expectations of a life deferred in that house only for her to live there and enjoy it for a single year, maybe a little bit more before she died. And this woman was like, I saw that and I vowed that that was not how I wanted to live my life. I do not want to live my life pushing and waiting and hoping for an eventual day where I can sit and retire and then have fun. And I was like, well, yeah, clearly, because you flew here, you know, from Dallas to Rome overnight just to do this. She's like, well, you know, I actually did fly the plane that got us here. It turns out she was an airline pilot. She, you know, specializes in long haul flights. She's a airline pilot for one of the big three carriers in the U.S. So it was also really kind of cool for her to be like, yeah, you know, I kind of flew the plane. (laughs) No biggie. But I hope that story reminds you of how beautiful our lives can be if we take the opportunity to go all in, to not defer our dreams for a later date, to not pin our joy for a future that is uncertain. Joy can happen today. Happiness is available 
today, in the present. We don't have to live lives where we're like, you know what? I should have done that. I should have taken that tour. I should have bought that atomizer. I should have said yes to that attractive person who asked me out on a date that I'll never find again because that was just that one time I should have interviewed for that job when my friend told me about it. And now there's no further openings. I hope that all of us will be able to live the life that we truly want. A life where we can just show up in Rome just because we wanted to. And of course, it's not about flying overnight to Rome, but it's doing what we truly want to do. It's living a life that makes us feel so enamored, so proud, so happy, so joyful to be living it rather than the life that we expect ourselves to have rather than delaying everything for a retirement home that we may only spend a limited amount of time in before something happens. I hope that this episode, as long-winded as it's been, (laughs) provides a little bit of light on the lessons that we can extract from our everyday experiences because the lessons are there. We just have to look around and take them in while we can. So that's our show for today. If you enjoyed this episode, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I am eternally grateful to be in your ears, however long or short that may be. You can connect with me on Instagram at Purpose Filter. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend. This is how we get more and more people into this circle. And so that would be super helpful and I would totally appreciate it. Subscribe to the show and leave a rating and write a review. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.